Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. UCF will not be celebrating a natty this year. Good job, BYU. What'd they do? Owe you money? Hi, I'm Mac McGeehan. I don't know much, but I know one thing. It's that time of year where cookies are made. Well, Dan Mullen got his hand caught in the cookie jar. We've told you this guy is a little bit crooked. Just enough where they won't quite bench him in the NCAA long term, but we'll see what this does for him in the short term. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback. It's Festivus Day. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? What? Just tell me everything. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. <laughs> I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us! <laughs> this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then! All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl space! <laughs> it's nothing! It's a stupid holiday my father invented! It, it, it doesn't exist! Happy Festivus, Georgie! <laughs> Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. Hey, howdy, hi, top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee with Justin Waller every morning. And this morning we get a treat. Sean Tools with this earlier than normal. Sean, how the hell are you, sir? I am fantastic, and I don't know much, but the NBA started back last night. It's my favorite time of the year. I loved it so much. And for everyone like myself, who said Kevin Durant might be washed, uh, <laughs> little egg on the face this morning. We'll, we'll see if that keeps working out, but <laughs> little egg on the face. Justin, how the hell are you, sir? Uh, doing great, Mac. Uh, got to watch the Lakers lose last night, so... Um, yeah, I, think I, I think I'm a Clippers fan. Uh, that, that's that's going to be my new ride or die this year. I'm, I'm going to roll with Clippers till they do something stupid. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch retro. I, I was watching the BYU-UCF uh, game, and by the time I thought about flipping over to the, the Brooklyn game, it was essentially over. And I tried to catch a little bit of the Lakers-Clippers game before I went to bed. I went over there three times, and each time they were on commercial breaks. So I was like, well, it just wasn't meant to be. I'll catch a score in the morning. And you know what I didn't know, which is kind of neat? If you wake up early in the morning, uh, like I always do, the inside the NBA is, is now being ran on NBA TV from the night before. Mm-hmm. They, they just signed, so I read up on this morning, they just signed a new deal to do that essentially every time that there's an inside of the NBA. I guess they did it sporadically the last couple of years, but this year they're going to do it every, so every time there's a Thursday night TNT game, Friday morning you can wake up uh, super early and listen to Charles Barkley and you know Shaq and whatnot. That part I caught a little bit of were those two 
clowning around, which is always good to see. But uh, the, the big topic at hand this morning in the world of Southern sports is Auburn gets their new head coach. And I'm going to be honest with you. This reminds me of the same kind of excitement Florida State fans when they heard Willie Taggart was coming to Florida State. <laughs> it was like, who? Where is he, coach? All right, then. I mean, yeah, man, he's going to be great. Yeah, it took us like three weeks, and we're like, oh, he's got to be outstanding. And then he showed up with no playbook, and we're like, all right, then. So here we, <laughs> so here we go. We've got a guy from uh, Boise State. He's done well, but he didn't build that program. He inherited that program from uh, Peterson, yep. who had left to go to, to Washington. So that's my biggest question is, can he build something at Auburn? And I don't know enough about him. Maybe one of y'all did some reading on him. Does he have ties to where he's expected to recruit well in the state of Alabama? Because that's what's going to make him essentially important to Auburn fans, not some kind of – goofy scheme he's going to bring because I guarantee you Nick Saban's going to shut that down with five star dudes left and right. <laughs> you can be you can be you can be uh, Walsh transported from the from the mid 80s back in time into the 1920s and if Newt Rockney's got better players than you you're just going to get mashed. So that's my biggest question mark going forward. Uh, Justin, have, have you seen much on this guy? Uh, not a whole lot other than I do know a tie to Malzahn. He had followed Gus at Arkansas State. So uh, for what that's worth, uh, he's taken over a Gus program before. Um, must be beneficial. That Arkansas State seems to be a stepping stone for about everybody. So I don't take that for what it's worth. I mean, Butch Jones is headed there right now. Sean, have you seen anything on this guy? No, I mean, the, the hilarious first paragraph of, of the headline I saw pretty much everywhere was that they paid they paid Gus Melzahn $21.45 million to not be their coach and then went and hired this guy. I'm like, Auburn? <laughs> Boy, I thought I thought my university did some questionable things this year. Congratulations. They, they didn't even get <laughs> to stretch that here. money out. They had to pay half of it within 30 days. Like, yeah. half of it's guaranteed within 30. I mean, great contract for that dude. Okay, I'm going to say he has no ties because I'm looking at his bio. So not only has he been the head coach at Boise State, he's born in Boise, Idaho, and he, and he's was quarterback at Boise State. Hell, I don't know if the guy's ever left the city until now. I think four, four, he's had four stops other than Boise State I saw yesterday. The most yeah, notable Texas was the Arkansas a, State head tec- coach. I think. Texas, he was, a, he was a quarterback coach. Arkansas State, he was coached for one year. And yeah. then he went to Boise State and inherited, like I said, a program that as long as you don't like do really bad things, you should do pretty well. But be honest with you, since he's gotten there, Boise State's fallen off a little bit. Boise State yep. when he when when Peterson was there, that that was the famous game with uh Oklahoma in the orange or no, I'm sorry, Fiesta Bowl and a couple other upsets that they had and a couple of the close games they had where they played some SEC schools. I remember they played Georgia beginning of the season. I, I want to say they lost, but it was extremely close. And that was all Peterson. This this guy here, I mean, he's got a good record, 76-24, and 24, but then again, he, he's at Boise State. He should probably have probably in that, in that conference with Boise State, he probably has the best talent on the field. So I'll be it. I'm not going to poo-poo on him yet. But I just wonder where their head was at hiring a guy who all his roots are 
out west. I mean, the farthest east he's coached is Arkansas State. Like you said, Justin, that was only one year. Texas for two years. And then he said, I got to get the hell out of here and get back to Boise, Idaho because, you know, I'm homesick. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Uh, Justin mentioned at the top, BYU throttled UCF. And I just, I really wish they would have been able to play in a better bowl game. I would have liked to see BYU against. Look, I'm not. I I'm off the I'm off the tree about he, they deserve to play off berth. I still think they did when they lost to Coastal Carolina on two days' notice. I I have to take that in consideration. But okay, you're only gonna put four teams in, and that was their only really big big name, so to speak. I'm off that. But I would have liked to have seen. You know what would have been a fun matchup would have been like BYU and Florida. Be, just BYU mm-hmm. and somebody bigger name to see are they as good as we think they are or are they you know, you know I'm I'm not gonna use fraud because that would be because they're beating the crap out of a lot of teams so they can't be a fraud but are they just a ring below because I'd like to see them get it I'll tell you what Boise I mean sorry BYU has got to find a way to get into the Pac-12 stat that is yeah. that is that is the key that is the key. Don't go, go goofing around getting in the Mountain West. Get in, get in the get in the Pac-12 so you you have a a road to the playoffs. Justin looks confused. What, what did I say something wrong? <laughs> no, it's just the hat, man. I, it's, it's, okay, it's, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the hat was too tight. <laughs> I like the hat. Did uh, did somebody make that for you? No, um, maybe it's just one we've accumulated over the years. And uh, after my witness protection program, I think I tried to go billless, <laughs> and uh, I tried to do the backwards hat at first, and then realized, man, that was that was a bad look. Not that this one's better, but I, <laughs> I tried to improve it. And as I say this out loud, I realize how stupid it sounds. <laughs> I couldn't remember what I did with my. Uh... I, I've got a Christmas hat somewhere, but I have no idea where the damn thing is. I'm going to have to try to dig it out by tomorrow's show. I was I, I was like, I ought to wear it today. It's Festivus. And I, man, I was like a three-minute head strike. And then, of course, I was going to, you know what? I'm going to set, set, set the show up, and I'm going to go haul ass and see if I can find it. And what do they do? Uh, Zoom would like you to update your passwords. Oh, you son of a God. Fuck. I'm out here. You know, I got a book like this thing that has all my passwords so i'm flipping through trying to figure it out hey you've had that password before please change it no, it's, really we're, we're playing this game at eight o'clock in the morning thanks a lot well, let's take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk some college bowls some games that are going to be going on because we got a lot of college football that's going to be taking place over the next several days so we're going to get into that and a lot more here on the armchair quarterbacks the airing of grievances is on the way. Happy Festivus, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Wake Up Show on CBS Sports Radio, the Armchair Quarterbacks app, and our Facebook Live Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show. You come at the K, you best not miss. ACC football covered like no other here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. And back, Redley Lawrence flips it open, wide open. Justin Ross off and running. The Alabama native wins the foot race, and Clemson strengthens its grip on this championship game. Wow, gut punch by Clemson right there. Akers breaks free. Cam Akers in the clear foot race. Everybody's finally spin him down at the five. The electric 
Cersei, Cersei lunges into the end zone, and the Yellow Jackets score again. Armchair Quarterback Radio is ACC country. Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And, of course, Major League Baseball, basketball, hockey, and football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com. Listen to the armchair quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round. We are the Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. Here in St. Augustine, Top Gun Supply is the friendly gun shop. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms. They buy and sell used guns. Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. The friendly gun shop, a proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. You're riding morning shotgun with the armchair quarterbacks. We're here weekdays on WAOC 96.5 FM, 1420 AM, and streaming on the armchair quarterbacks app. Download it today. Your first choice for sports talk here on the first coast. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. Make sure to listen to the armchair quarterbacks. Primetime drive time. Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook Live, and make sure to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app, Google Android, Apple iPhone, good enough for us down here in the Bible. Go Tigers and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Frage, wait a minute. Uh, do you think you can get me a tape of the show? What on earth for? Well, how often do you get to hear your song on the radio? I'm on the radio every day! <laughs> What's wrong with being, what's wrong with being, what's wrong with being confident? Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. And uh, appropriate song because we're in the middle of uh, confidence picks in the uh, Armchair Quarterbacks pool. Hopefully some of y'all jump. If you haven't jumped in yet, you can still jump in. You just might be, be behind a game or two. You can continue to jump in. Uh, I'll sh- I'll share the uh, the link here in one second on on the thread here on the Facebook page. But uh, um, did anyone have any upsets yesterday on their on their confidence picks, or, or did they pretty much hit hit everything? Sean, yeah, mine was chalk. I had Nevada um, and BYU, uh, the ones that are going today. Eh, it's a little bit of a of a sleeper uh, for me to have taken Louisiana Tech over Georgia Southern. I think I'm in the minority on that based on just the numbers that ESPN has for the number of people that have picked them. But now so far, so far I've been chalk and, and the chalk has won. I think I took uh, Louisiana tech as well. I, I'm going to have to pull it up because I don't know when I think of Georgia Southern, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you that they were running like the, the wing T when I was a kid growing up. And for some reason, a lot of kids from Jacksonville were going up there, but they were always the guys that were like really big and strong, but didn't have a lick of athletic ability. So they would always, in fact, one of the kids, uh, I went to high school with broke the bench press record up at, uh, up at Georgia Southern. I'm sure it's been broken since then. This is before steroids were as able to be gotten, Pretty sure that kid had him, but uh, I, I mean, 
Y'all, y'all, well, I'm not going to call this family out because they, they're, they're probably out there in Jacksonville listening somewhere. But this family <laughs> was famous for being huge. They were uh, refugees from Lebanon, and they came over, and all of their kids were enormous. The only one that wasn't, like, super big was their daughter, and she was super smart. So, I mean, there's I'm surprised I'm not seeing their their last names in, like, politics or something or, you know, something great because, anyways, that's all I know of Georgia Southern. I don't know much. I know Georgia State. They pissed me off last year. I know they pissed uh, – <laughs> Justin is well off, or maybe that was two years ago, whenever that was. Um, but I, I don't have now. As far as the the uh, the Nevada game and the UC the the UCF uh, BYU game, uh, Sean, how many points did you get for that? Where where did you have them at in in your confidence picks? Yeah, I didn't put a lot on it. I only put it at four because um, there were some that I was just way more confident in. Um, and I didn't, you know, I, I thought BYU would win, but I didn't feel that strong enough about it to throw it all the way down to like 28 or something like that. Um, oddly enough, my 28 is Alabama over Notre Dame because as much as I love Notre Dame, I don't think there's any chance they beat Alabama. Um, so yeah, those, those ones were pretty low on the list. Even the ones that are coming up today, you know, I just haven't seen the teams enough to feel that strong about it. So I kept them pretty low. Okay. Justin, what about you? Justin, you're muted. Hey, when that happened. Sorry, gentlemen. Um, I had Nevada at uh, nine points, took them as well, and took BYU, and that was 23 points. Mm, nice. All right, so if anyone wants to uh, DM me, if they want to get a hold of the link, I can send it to them. For some reason, it won't post on the on the Facebook Live right now, and I'm not going to keep messing around with it. The thing will crash or something. Um, I got... See, BYU at 23. I was going to take them much higher. I don't know. I really don't know why I didn't end up taking them much higher, but took them 23. I got Tulane at nine points. So, I'm sorry, uh, Nevada at nine points. So, that's where I sit. Um, the games today, I've got to try and find them. Um, do you all have them in front of you as far as. See, the games today are. the. I got them. The Louisiana Tech game that we just talked about, and then Memphis FAU. Sean, where do you have mm -hmm. me in your confidence? How confident are you? Yeah, I got, I got La Tech for five, and I got Memphis um, for nine. Okay, so Justin, mildly about, confident. Justin, what about you? I've got them at five and six, so not very confident. <laughs> I've got them. Where do I? Ha I, I can't even find them. I must not be confident at all. Oh, here. Um, wait a minute. That is okay. In Memphis, I have it twelve. Ooh, do I really? I might. <laughs> I might need to. Uh, I'm not that confident in that game. Uh, and then the other game, um, Louisiana Tech, Georgia. So that's got to be towards the top because I don't remember. Well, I, I can't find it for whatever reason. Um, I'll find it in a second. Oh, here it is. I've got it at 10. Those are a little higher than I probably should have them. But I've got I, the thing is I picked some upsets, and I've got those lower points down, down the way. Any big upset that you're going at, Sean, that you're like, well, I think they might win, but I'm not going to go nuts and put, put 25 points on it. 
Yeah, the biggest one that I have that really seems like I'm in the minority just based on the percentages is I've got Liberty over uh, Coastal Carolina. I've only got it for 10. Um, I really like Liberty. I, I The only Coastal Carolina game I saw this year was the BYU game, which, again, two days notice traveling across the country to Myrtle Beach. I don't know how much to read into that. I saw three or four Liberty games, and, um, you know, Hugh Freeze is a professional head coach, even if he does have a, an ankle bracelet on him at all times. So uh, that was the only one that I took where I really seemed to be uh, swimming upstream against everybody else that's done one of these because I think they're only at 9%. Is the Mortgage Cure one. Bowl in their backyard or something? Like, is it at their stadium? Is that, <laughs> is that why they're such a – because I, I would – I'm with you. I would think it would be a little closer – I'm taking Coastal Carolina, but I don't have 90% belief it's going to happen. I've got it much lower. Justin, what say you? I mean, I've got – I'm with Sean on this one. I'm taking Liberty, so um, I guess I'm in the minority as well. <laughs> Trying to find what I have that game ranked as. Uh, struggling finding it at this exact moment, but it's not high. Mine's towards up there. Ooh, 12 points. <laughs> A little more confident than I thought, but I've got Liberty at 12 points. Yeah, I've got the game at six points, but I, I did take Coastal Carolina. I can't have their flag hanging behind me all year and then go, and go well, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I, you, you know you know my first thought process, why I originally did it, but I, evidently that's not going to happen. I thought maybe we would get an announcement here yesterday or the day or today or the next day that Hugh Freeze would be the head coach at uh, Auburn, and I was like, man, I don't know if I want to be taking a guy that a team that his coach is being shopped around. So he wants that dream job up on the hill. So uh, he's waiting for that to to come open. I guess you freeze is <laughs> staying put because it doesn't look like Sean uh, Jim Harbaugh staying. It looks like yeah, Jim Harbaugh staying. He let he let Don Brown go yesterday. I think they're going to give him a, another couple years to work it out. So but. do you expect an extension or do you expect yeah? Really? No, all all signs point to an extension. Um, wow. There was there was a report on I don't remember where it was. Bleacher Report, the Athletic, ESPN. Someone reported it that people were reaching out. NFL teams were reaching out to Harbaugh's people for feelers. I was like, I've I've never seen an article planted more obviously by a coach's agent than this one, and it got zero traction, and it was gone in like four hours. So, um, yeah, it, it seems like they're going to give him an extension because, like we've talked about multiple times, Michigan's not doing better than him. And he's got to, if he does want to trade in his chips at Michigan for more money or a more high profile job or go back to the NFL, you know, he's, he's not leaving. <laughs> he's leaving with his tail burnt if he does it right now. So, um, it looks like he's going to clean out his coordinators for the most part and they're going to give him another couple years to write the ship. Okay, so before we switch gears, um, give me a couple of upsets that y'all are looking at in your uh, bowls. I, I'll go ahead and give y'all a couple of mine. I think now, I don't, now my upsets I've picked, like I said, I, I'm not that confident in them, so I've got them, you know, at five point seven points that kind of stuff. But one of the ones I've got is North Carolina upsetting A and M. I wonder how motivated A and M is going to be going into that bowl game. And uh, I believe North Carolina will be very motivated. Plus, the one Achilles heel that A&M has that they haven't faced that much of is their secondary. And Sam Howell can put up some points. And then a, a couple other ones. I'm taking the Army Black Knights to upset West Virginia. Um, 
I think they're going to be super excited to be in a bowl game. And I wonder if West Virginia has been spending the last week or so getting ready for not week past three or four days getting ready for Tennessee. And then in a minute minutes notice, they're going to go to army, which is a totally, if you have not watched army football and not played against army football or coached against army football, it is a totally different animal than anything that goes out there. They obviously don't have the athletes that Tennessee have, but they have, they bring the, the problem of how do you stop that triple wishbone swing slot T offense or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> and it's, it's boring. It doesn't score a lot of points, but man, it turns that clock up. So I, I, I and I'm going to be straight up honest. I don't, I have not watched maybe one West Virginia game this year. I'm thinking, cause that's the only game mm-hmm. I can think of. There was one West Virginia game that, that I, I can remember watching. Other than that, I've not seen a whole lot of them. Another upset I've got is I've got Oklahoma upsetting the Gators. I think I talked about this yesterday, but I've only got 10 points on it. I'm, I'm, I'm not that that confident. I just think Florida's not going to have pits and whatnot. And the ones that I'm most confident in, is, well, I'm not going to get the boring ones. I'll tell you what. I'm very confident Clemson kicks the crap out of Ohio State. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident Alabama's going to beat Notre Dame. Uh, I've got them – you know, just right next to each other at 26 and 25 points. There's an upset there. I'm going to be licking my wounds because uh, if Notre Dame wins or Ohio State wins, I will eat it. I've got Indiana uh, Ole Miss. I think Indiana is going to take care of business there. Um, But that's one that, you know, they could definitely lose. Justin, what about you? Uh, We're similar in a lot of them. Um, The only ones I could add upset-wise that – and I mean, they aren't major upsets, but Oklahoma State over Miami. Uh, if you're looking at the rankings, that's one. Oregon over Iowa State. Uh, I'm leaning Oregon on that one. Um, I, I'm picking the Wildcat, uh, Kentucky Wildcats over uh, NC State. Uh, I know NC State's got a better record, and uh, they seem to have found their replacement quarterback, but uh, I'm still rolling with Kentucky to uh, upset in that one. And I think that – I guess you could say Hawaii. Hawaii is an upset over Houston. Not a lot of people know about Hawaii, but in memory of Timus Wooten, we're going with the Rainbow Warriors, and I don't care what they call themselves. Well, don't say in memory. <laughs> it sounds like he croaked. <laughs> well, I mean, in memory of his bets with Hawaii. Okay, I mean, I was about to say, he was just on yesterday. He was just there. I mean, do you know something I don't know? <laughs> It was a long 24 hours. I'm going to have to scramble because he, he's supposed to be covering the first hour tomorrow. <laughs> and Bad it would suck choice. to lose a very good friend. <laughs> Bad word uh, choice. I apologize, Timus. <laughs> um, by the way, tomorrow, I know y'all won't be on, but you might want to pop your head in and just look at what's going to be up on the screen. Um, you're going to get a kick out of it. And I don't want to spoil it, so that's all I'm going to say. But I am going to need everyone's updated address because something is heading your way uh, in the next few days. Uh, we just got it done last night. There were a lot of hiccups, and you'll see why, but it's very well done. Uh, and I have to give all the credit to my wife, but um, it will be in the mail probably this coming weekend. And it's just a thanks for everyone who does the show uh, every day. But you're going to get a kick out of it. Uh, I. I laughed my ass off when I first saw it, so it's it's pretty cool. But you you might want to pop in and just see see what's heading your way. Um, I I picked Hawaii too, by the way, because of Teamus. But I, I it is my it's it's my two pointer. 
I have no faith in it. <laughs> like there's, there's oh, I threw seven on it on my well. I'm there like, we why is four and four? Houston's three and four, and some for some reason Houston is a seventy nine percent favorite to win this thing. Like I don't know about this man. Screw it, I'll take Hawaii. What's it gonna hurt to lose two points? If 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 I lose because of a two points, then it is what it is. Then I'll be able to cuss Timus for the next several years about you know you son of a you and your Hawaii rainbow. So it does say Rainbow Warriors, but I'm telling you, every time I've seen them talk about it, it that might just be an ESPN thing. They always call them the Hawaii Rainbows. They know they know longer call them the warriors they always call and i remember there was kind of a scuttle but a few years ago about whether or not they would keep that name because of you know just woke nation you're right you know cancel culture all that kind of stuff and we talked about that yesterday but um i see now that it's actually printed out as is rainbow warriors so unless that was a gaffe by someone who might be getting fired because i'm bringing it up right now <laughs> <laughs> You're the same idiot that put the Redskins on the freaking ticker last night. Now, I'm a swear to God. <laughs> you know we're woke around here. You're fired. Sean, any more insight before we switch gears? You guys mentioned uh, quite a few of mine that I have, high and low. Um, one that I have for really high confidence that I didn't hear anyone mention. Um, and Justin's going to Justin's gonna call out my, my, my SEC um non-bias here i've got cincinnati beating georgia and i've got 23 on it wow so. see I, i've got georgia winning i don't know what to think of it to be honest with you what i think well, is going to happen is i think georgia is going to be bigger than them and be able to run the ball but cincinnati is undefeated so i, I don't know what what say you justin <clears throat> i've got his 23 points as well but i'm leaning georgia um i I saw the struggles they had against Tulsa, and if Tulsa can uh, create those kind of problems, now you got to factor in it was a pouring down rain. So that's where I might be getting hoodooed a little bit. Maybe Cincinnati is a little bit better than I'm giving them credit against Georgia because the rain was a factor, but uh, they struggled against Tulsa, and Tulsa had them there at the end and uh, could have gotten a victory there. And I'm not knocking Tulsa either. I'm actually uh, backing them against Mississippi State. So I think they're both good football programs, but I think uh, Georgia will – it might be a close game for a half, and then it'll be they'll just wear them out in the end. I've, I, by the way, do have NC State beating Kentucky, but although I'm pretty sure of it, I'm I didn't go nuts. I've got it at twenty. I mean, at some point you have to put things over the right. other because, like the one, the national championship game. Holy crap, they've got that one in there. You don't even know who the hell is going to be in it, right? So, <laughs> so, so you have to pick one side or the other. And I'm like, I'm picking Alabama or Notre Dame. I mean, if Notre Dame beats Alabama, I mean, hell, you've earned it at that point. I took Clemson, <laughs> Ohio State, because I think I think we're going to get Alabama, Clemson, and it seems like Dabo, even though I don't want that son of a gun to win, it seems like he's got uh, something on Saban, right? I think he almost recruits to beat just Alabama. He doesn't worry about anyone in the ACC right now because he doesn't have to. But if it ends up being Alabama and Ohio State, I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm screwed. Alabama's going to mash them. It's going to be ugly. I'll love it to a degree because it means Clemson won't be in there, but I'll be like, there is no way Ohio State is going to beat Alabama. I, I wouldn't think. All right, let's – we might revisit this towards the end of the show, Sean. Let's, let's take an extremely quick break. When we come back, it's the airing of grievances. We'll be back in a flash on the Armchair Quarterbacks. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. 
He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face -face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Cha-cha now, y'all. Cha-cha again. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio. Clap your hands. And now as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Another Festivus miracle. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. <laughs> Please, somebody stop this. Let's rumble. Play with the queen of hearts. And no one is really smart. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. And we are getting into the Festivus for the rest of us. Uh, try to do this every year. Sometimes it doesn't land on the right day. But uh, December 23rd, by the way, it also happens to be my older sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Beth. If you're out there uh, listening, I will definitely uh, get a hold of you later on today. But uh, sometimes she uh, uh, pops in. So happy birthday. Uh, she put up with a lot of crap over there, guys. <laughs> you think I'm at a pain in the ass now? Imagine me at eight, nine years old, man. <laughs> um, so we're going to start off with the first thing that we're going to get into is the airing of grievances. And we each picked three, so we're going to have to pick up the pace here. We're going to go one each around and around and around. So, Sean, I'll start with you. You're airing of grievances I mean, I didn't specify this necessarily. It can be outside the sports world, but we're basically talking about the area of grievances in the sports world. I mean, if you're really pissed off at your mailman, fair enough. Uh, so <laughs> what you got? My number one airing of grievances is going to be with the National Hockey League. Wearing a, wearing a New Jersey Devils jersey today. Uh, one of my one of my favorite uh, sports to watch one of the first sports I ever played, uh, and the National Hockey League, I need to get their crap together. Uh, they had two franchises and markets that cannot sustain them, one in Miami, Florida, one in Arizona. In the meantime, um, we don't have hockey in markets that could easily sustain it, like you know Quebec City, um, like Kansas City, like uh, just any number of other places. Um, I don't want them to take a third try at Atlanta. It's already failed twice. Um, but my first area of grievances is with Gary Bettman. Um, I, I just think he's he's outlived his usefulness, and it's time for the National Hockey League to find a new commissioner, um, someone who's modern and can see the NHL into the next era of 
it, the sport, which I think has hope. But uh, my first grievance is with Gary Bettman. You got to go, buddy. Get out of here. Whenever I see New Jersey Devils, I always think of the Seinfeld episode. Speaking of Festivus, where uh, they're all going to the game and Putty dresses up in his New Jersey Devils and he's like painted. He goes, go Devils! Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had that clip, but evidently I don't. But I always think of that. Like he didn't have enough of a role in that show. I loved that in the you know the Magic Eight Ball. <laughs> Getting the eight ball jacket. Those are the two best from him. Uh, Justin, what's your number one grievance? Mine has got to be the Jeremy Pruitt extension uh, preseason. And uh, Mr. Fulmer does not remember the Georgia State debacle of last season and uh, couldn't wait to see how this three and seven season uh, panned out before he decided to lock up. Mr. Jeremy Pruitt for four more years. So now we're scratching our heads with a larger buyout than what needed to have. And nobody came running. Why lock him up? Was Auburn going to steal him? I mean, did, did, did we protect ourselves from Auburn? That's, that's essentially what I think has happened. I never understand why teams, well, schools, whatever, will lock up someone who's not done anything quite yet that's very early in their original contract i mean he's doing his job right now like what would you gotta extend him i've never understood that uh when it comes to a player who has a very short career i get it but i think what they need to do just in general is they need to change some of the wordings in these contracts where it's much more of a penalty for you to dip out early in your contract especially before the end of your second to last year to be out, right? So in other words, if you sign a four-year deal and you're at the end of your third year, yeah, you should be able to jump ship because if someone's not ready to give you an extension, I get it, right? Like let's say Harbaugh doesn't get an extension from Michigan. He's got every right, I think, to go out and look for something else because how hard is it to coach when you don't have everyone's respect of, hey, hey I'm the guy here for the long term. But when a guy signs yep. a five, six-year deal and in year two, you're like, we gotta, we got to go ahead and you know, pony that up again. It's different when you're just trying to flex your muscles like when they extend Dabo or Nick Saban. Back in the day, I remember uh, Bobby Bowden became the first ever. I don't know if anyone's ever done this since, but I'm sure Alabama's probably got something like that where they called it a lifetime contract because it was a 10-year deal that was stipulated. He was paid in the top – uh, five of all college football, and it renewed every single January 1st. So it's essentially Bowden. They, they never negotiate Bowden ever again. But my number one, get this off, and then we'll get more into other things, um, the Corona Bro media writers, the ones that beat the drum about how we shouldn't play sports and how this and that, and I'm not trying to minimize anyone who ended up with uh, coronavirus or, or, or had to deal with it with other family members. But they beat it into the ground about how we shouldn't be playing, we shouldn't be playing. But this is their paycheck. This is how they get it. It's almost like they didn't want any sports being played whatsoever. And it felt more like a political game as opposed to do your damn job and cover the sport. I come to you, Pat 40, because I want to know what's going to happen in, in the game this weekend. Not what your take is on you know, contact tracing. Right. So that's, that's my, policy. Yeah. There's about seven of them, but you know, Pat 40 comes to mind. Cause I saw something this morning that someone had, they did our, uh, mutual friend, Jerome Jaranovich doesn't catch what he was doing. He, he got the Twitter pick and he put it up there and he's, and it was Pat, Pat 40 was basically saying that there, uh, that 
um, they're saying that they're going to move the the uh, playoff game out of California and into Texas because of the the coronavirus rate being at 15%. And then he put a little quip in there. Well, it's 17% in Texas. Right. And, Dr- and Dronovich got real pissed off because why, why are you not like, well, like, what are you talking about? Da, 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 da. He, he's not connecting the lines. I guess this morning he finally read an article right. that he's starting to see it. But I said, 40 has had a agenda all year long. He, he wants to focus yep. on that, not the fact that everybody knows, anyone who follows the sport knows the game was moved because Notre Dame said, we don't want to play if our, if our, uh, if our fan, not, well, not our fans, but if our players, uh, parents cannot come to the game. And I get that, right? Yeah. You know, they, they want to go see little Johnny and little Billy go play for the championship. They don't want to have to watch it at home. So I, I get that part. You should at least let them in. Now, whether you want to open up the stands to 20,000, 30,000, that's up to each individual state and city, but you should at least let the damn parents in. Uh, Sean, what's number two? Yeah, my number two is going to be with the entire Ford and Firestone family. I, I think we're sensing a trend here. I knew they were, <laughs> I I knew they were going to be on here. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, they they really should have been my number one, but uh, they're not uh, because they at least made the right decision of getting rid of the people they never should have hired in the first place. Um, there was there was never a really good reason to get rid of Martin Mayhew, and when they got rid of Martin Mayhew for Bob Quinn um, and picked you know very small undeveloped fruit off that Patriots tree, um, I I had been very very much dreading for as long as they hired these people that this was going to end badly. And it sure did because <laughs> uh, he did exactly what I feared they would do, which is hire every bad Patriots uh, employee they could find, including Matt Patricia, who then signed every overvalued Patriots defensive player that Bill Belichick wouldn't pay money to. <laughs> it's just never a good idea. And people have made this mistake before. So uh, Sheila Fordham, who's the new owner in, in principle of the Lions and the new CEO, I'm going to give you a chance. Uh, you, you've earned a little bit of, uh, of hope out of me by just getting rid of your mom's mistake um, in getting rid of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. But let's see what you do from here. Bringing Chris Spielman in as an assistant is a good start. Let's see what kind of fruit that bears. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. 43 years and this team's won one playoff game. I don't know how much more I can take before I just move to Florida and start wearing Jacksonville Jaguars gear. Like, I just don't know how much more I can handle. So you're on my list. Well, stay tuned for that because if they stumble around and win a game the next couple of weeks, people are going to be pissed about that down here. They're like, you got Trevor Lawrence. The Jets screwed the pooch. Don't you do the same thing? By the way, Martin Mayhew, uh, Florida State. Uh, yeah, I remember that when they hired him. Defensive back. He, I guess he's with San Francisco now. I was wondering what happened to him, vice president of player personnel. Uh, Justin, what's your next one? Uh, my next grievance has got to be with one Cole Hamels. Thanks for those 3.1 innings of $18 million <laughs> baseball I got this year. <laughs> Could you lay off the yoga this offseason and not screw over whoever you sign with next year? I think Which I he, hear talks that we could be interested in that, but I have no idea why you would dip your hand back in that. Well, I think he owes us, and I think he should play for $5 million for the yeah. entire season. That's what, that, that's what I think. 
or uh, what do they call it, the minor league contract route. I, I think he owes us. If he does that, I've got no problem. But they sign another $19 million one-year deal. I'm like, what? And then they'll come out and tell us that they can't re-sign Ozuna. Like, yeah, I don't know about that, man. It better come with some Bryant <laughs> surveillance or something. I mean, they better go all Jerry Jones about it and put somebody on him. Let's make sure we lock up Luke Jackson. But don't you know, get uh, Ozuna out of here. You know, we were this close to getting rid of Luke Jackson, and they, they freaking re-signed him. Are you kidding me? Telling you, he's got a picture of Snicker with something. He's got he, he's got a picture of <laughs> They're something. worse than those Dwayne Haskins no mask at the uh, uh, strip club pictures. <laughs> he, he's, got, he's, got, he's got pictures of somebody's Snicker. That's all I know. <laughs> Something's going on there. Uh, my number two is the college football playoff committee. A big screw you. Not just who you ended up picking. I think the teams were probably the four best in the country. But the way you go about it and you give no love to outside of Power Fives, I am just over the college football committee. You do not watch the games. It is apparently obvious. You only watch when they when Reese Davis tried to defend them and say, they watch the games. I know these people. Yeah, Reese, they watch one game a weekend, and it's whatever's popular in their area. Right, they're they're watching the CBS game of the week or the or the ABC Saturday night game of the week. They're not watching everything, so that's screw you, the college football committee. Sean, what you got? Yeah, my number three, and in, in keeping with the uh, current theme of all my professional teams, is going to be uh, Chris Illich, who's the owner of the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Red Wings, um, who uh, was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple, um, has spent zero money. Uh, with the Detroit Tigers so far, um, actually has raised season ticket prices of the Tigers <laughs> each of the last three seasons, which is just a nice little shiv to everybody who was there for the good years, um, basically from 06 through 2013, when we pretty much competed every season, um, you know, went to two World Series, uh, played in three American League Championship Series, um, and, and didn't get the grand prize, which is really heartbreaking. Um, but, you know, there's no guarantees to win in life. So, uh, I got my eye on Chris Illich. I'm, I was a big fan of his dad. His dad did a lot for the people of the state of Michigan, uh, really tried to revitalize the downtown Detroit area um, after the housing crisis in 2008 and spent a lot of money doing so. I'm not convinced this guy's <laughs> got what it takes um, to actually be a professional sports owner, uh, doesn't talk to the media really at all. And the next two years for the Tigers are very, very important because if, if they don't start to turn – all these draft picks and all these years of losing into something and do that Astros path that we were promised, um, then I think this guy's a total snake oil salesman. <laughs> and and it's going to go bad if he doesn't start to spend some money in free agency and get some veterans in there. So, I can uh, see Chris Illich, you're on my turn. list. I can see the wheels turning in Justin's head. <laughs> Justin, what say you and what's your... My, uh, my last one just changed. <laughs> I figured something was going on. With that. Astros path, the Astros path. Well, you brought in AJ Hinch. I mean, there's just some guaranteed winning right there. <laughs> hey, I, I opened it up. They have a good IT guy. You, you need to hide the TVs better and have a little bit better system than a trash can. I hope he learned something in his hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, My, mine's just to uh, mine's going to be in general. This is primarily, I guess, NFL, NBA, uh, the the summer bubble. Um, just 
come on guys let's get back to sports people american public need it let's uh this is our tune out this is where we need to be i'll tune in to a news channel an outlet i'll go looking for my information if i'm looking for your political takes uh please put those there and let's get back to uh covering sports and it's sad but it seems like we have to deal with this every four years now it, it started about two or three uh cycles ago yeah yeah and what's really strange, and, and, and this is how you know they're always talking out of their ass. Do you hear this? Will you hear this in two years when it's when it's just like Senate races and House races? No, because they don't have a damn clue what, what, what's going on. They just they're just regurgitating what they saw on whatever outlet they they saw that morning. So I'm with you. We go to sports to forget about this stuff. So I'm with you. Mine is Rob Manfred. Big screw you, buddy. Man, you are messing around with what, with my favorite sport. And first of all, you started the year off with calling it just a piece of metal. All right? <laughs> I was ready to take that piece of metal and jam it up. Uh, anyways, um, and then you only got a 60 games. When I'm pretty damn sure we could have gotten a 81. I'm pretty sure that if it would have been would have been facilitated a little better, we could have gotten a half season. And then that way, these jokes of these awards wouldn't be existing because you could live within it half a year. When it's a third of a year, it's like, look, I'm glad Freddie Freeman won the MVP, but there's always going to be that asterisk on it. And along with everything else, including Dodger fans, your World Series championship, that's going to have an asterisk on them. Are you kidding me? How can it not? And so, and then he, okay. And then the biggest thing I've got with this, this goes back to the coronavirus. They shut down the Cardinals for three weeks. They shut down the Marlins for almost three weeks over contact tracing and the coronavirus being spread, even though most of them were asymptomatic. But that's why we were supposed to have this extremely large 60-man roster, right? And you shut it down for three weeks, made this huge deal about it, and then the World Series comes, and Justin Turner's out there with the coronavirus, <laughs> out there, out there, taking pictures with everyone. A game that he was told that he, he that he had to kick rocks in because he had the coronavirus, but you let him stay in the stadium, and then nothing was done to Justin Turner. So I've I've got a big problem, with Rob Manfred. So there there goes that. Okay, um, Justin, we'll probably only have time to do yours. So let's do yours and then. Uh, Sean and I can do ours on the other side of the break. Um, what are the festivist miracles, the three things in sports that you didn't that you didn't expect to see happening this year? Well, uh, the Braves winning a postseason series, making it all the way to the NLDS, that was pretty impressive, especially without Soroka, without Fulty, without Hamels, without uh, Felix we won Hernandez. Two series. Yeah, yeah, they, they win two. That's right. Uh, the Reds and the Marlins. So uh, that was one. Um, I'm sorry, Reds. Just passed the NFL a little bit, so I, I got to come back and and applaud them a little bit. I'm I'm really surprised we have an NFL season. Um, I thought there would be more knee jerk reaction, especially without a bubble, and uh, I'm surprised that we're going into Week 16. Um, with 17 around the corner and going into the playoffs. Now, hopefully uh, it stays intact through this winter and we, we make it through January, but I'm, 
I'm very shocked. I thought we would have more disruptions and shutdowns and cancellations. And through what we've had, the NFL has made it work. So uh, kudos to them. Um, and my third thing I never thought would happen this year was I would become a tennis fan and a follower of Korean baseball. So that is what in the world a long summer of 2020 will do to you when you have nothing else to watch. I'll tell you what happened on YouTube TV about a month or so ago that I would have been pissed around uh, May or June is that they got rid of the tennis channel. Yes. And I, I, I haven't seen any tennis since then. So, no, uh, but I would I have been that. hot if that would, dude, that would have happened May or June. That's all I was watching. I was, I was, I remember, I remember watching the little goofy uh, tournament. Yeah, you, I don't know if you can call it tournament, but they were playing against each other. They were evidently professional players. I'd never heard of them, and they were basically playing in someone's backyard in South Florida because DeSantis says it was okay. And I watched it because I was like, man, at least this is live and people are competing. I'm telling you right now, I can't watch. Someone brought up the other day to me, hey, man, uh, such and such is on. Uh, th there, there was some game that was a rerun that was on one of the channels. I was like, dude, I, I need about a five-year break from watching reruns of sports. I can't do it. I used to go back and watch them all the time, but I, I, I'm, I'm shell-shocked. Now, if I see that, I think to myself, oh, God, remember when we were just locked in and could not freaking watch anything but this <laughs> junk? And, and I was over here trying to make shows every single day about it because there was nothing else to talk about. Um all right, Justin, uh, Festivus isn't over for you until you pin me. So what is so what take of mine or what argument or whatever, I, I can't wait to hear where this is going, uh, that you're like, McGee's an idiot. Would he, would he just stop it I, with this? I'm glad I have Sean here today because I think he's going to back me. And if not, he can <laughs> fall in your idiot category. So it's up to you, Sean. Choose wisely. I won't argue back. I'll, I'll take the beating. McGee thinks that baseball fights are better than hockey fights. And that's asinine. The best fighting oh, in all professional sports is in hockey, other than the UFC, obviously. No comment. I, I, yeah, I, I can't even process that information. Um, I, the only good baseball fight that's ever happened, to my memory, because usually guys throw giant punches that are really fake hold-me-back punches, the only good punches that I recall ever landing are – against Robin Ventura's forehead by a 50-year-old man. So I'll give you I don't Odor, Odor as well uh, from the, the, the Rangers oh, yeah, and the Odor. Batista. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but to your point, punch in the history of sport. it was, but it took 20 years in between both actions, 25 okay, maybe, okay, but it is my point. But here's the thing. For those of us who have been in real fights, and I know you have, Justin, a hockey fight is not true to a real fight because you're on skates, you barely keep your balance, and you're just basically holding on for dear well, life. Well, that's our Baseball southern prediction. It's a, a full-blown Donnybrook, and I've been in those. When you're like, everyone goes, and you're like, crap, I don't remember who's on my side. <laughs> now, luckily, they have jerseys, so you're like, all right, okay, I don't punch you. But I've been in those Donnybrooks. I remember a famous one in the pub slash uh, Dirty gyms years ago. And we were fighting in the in the damn streets, and I honestly did not know if I was hitting the right person. I found out later that I did hit one of our guys. I didn't know. There was like 30 people on each side, and I didn't freaking know because, you know, to be honest, well, you know, I'll, I'll say, I, I'm going to be, this is the first time I come clean on that. I didn't like the guy. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, you get in the middle of these scrums, and you're like, everyone's coming from both sides. They're swinging on you. That's a real fight. 
No, I will say that hockey is not a real fight. Two men's going straight up mano a mano and letting them do their thing is a fight. Don't one of them's got their own skates because they're playing ice hockey. I mean, that's normal to people up north. Sean, your skates normal to you? Over their head, and so then it turns into it's no, no. The baseball Skates fights, are, people fear for fear for the lives. The hockey fights, they just say, just let them wear themselves out in about about two minutes, and then we'll break it up. Listen, I got beat up by um, the Zamboni machine and had to get stitches the one and only time I've gone ice skating. So I get my fear of skates and how they're abnormal to me and you. But to the rest of the people, the people that actually play hockey and grew up on it, skating I don't think is abnormal. I think that's what, just what I'm saying a normal – that's like them, roller skating to you back the, in the day. The two of them just sit there and hold each other for balance – they wear each other out, and in about two minutes, they come break it up. In the baseball brawl, that is always the thing that trends. Because in a baseball brawl, it is like an entire city just broke out in, into a fist fight. And you can't not love Amir Garrett for trying to take on an entire team by himself. I like his effort. I mean, I really like it, but I also like uh, the, oh, man, uh, Mike knocking out uh, dude's tooth from the ducks. Um, I mean, it just, uh the so Zena getting knocked out and getting getting the stanky leg earlier this year, uh, what was pretty impressive. That's something I've ne- you, you've never seen before. You don't see big dudes get rocked and buckled like that. I mean, you just don't get I'll that. I'll see sh- that, and I'll raise that you. bell rung. I'll see that, and I'll raise you Nolan Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, your boy. Well, so then I'll go I up to up some goalie fights back in the day of the 90s as well, and then we've got some, some barn burners there. I pulled up a video from, you know, uh, greatest uh, you Mike Milbury. Uh, bench clearing brawls in MLB history. And I forgot about this one, but there's a good one you need to pull up. When he was still with the Orioles, your boy Manny Machado put a licking on an Orioles pitcher. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, a <laughs> Royals pitcher. It, <laughs> Manny Machado would kick the There should be more of those. Maybe they need to adopt the NHL rule where you just go to timeout for five minutes and you miss an inning or something. Can, can, can we get that adopted? And then we just keep – Keep the benches from clearing. That way, everybody will be socially distanced. You just have a one-on-one, mano-a-mano, go serve your three-out penalty, and uh, come back to the ball game. How about that? Every sports argument in a bar, when like when they talk about great hockey fights, it will eventually, very quickly, pivot to do. What about that baseball fight? And it's all. It's it's always the best ones. What about when freaking. Pedro Martinez. Well, that's probably slung- due to popularity. I mean, more more television sets see it, but uh, there there's one some- of the most iconic fight there is. Is okay, so everyone goes back to when Pedro threw threw Don Zimmer down. But the but the part of the fight that everyone you know uses gifts and whatnot is when uh, Veritek jammed his entire soul through A Rod's jaw. <laughs> Just saying, yep. I mean. Can we at least agree that the both of them are really good, but baseball is just a little better? No. <laughs> I tried. I didn't see anything as good in baseball in the last 10 years as the Battle of Alberta last year when yeah. when Matthew Matthew Kachuk took a couple of runs at Zach Cassian. Zach Cassian, by the way, is like 6'4", 240, and loves to hurt people. And he hit him twice. And the second time he hit him, Cassian didn't even didn't even hesitate. He just took his helmet off and started punching him. It wasn't even one of those let's drop our gloves and you know have this showdown uh, for honor, which is what happens a lot in the NHL. Cassian was just like, I want to hit you so hard. I don't care how many games I get suspended. I don't. It's just different. I don't remember what year it was, but but when the Reds and the Cardinals broke out in that brawl. And there were people like basically fighting for their lives in that corner. 
I mean, <laughs> it's just I guess because I went to a really rough school at McGavick, and I can relate to it better. <laughs> um, we had those fights where there was like a sea and a mob, and you didn't know what the hell was going. On. You just started swinging. They are showing the. Uh, I was wondering if this would be on there. The the Armando Benitez. Uh, fight with the Yankees where he just said, come on. And then they started kicking the crap out of him. <laughs> it's so long ago. Uh, they just showed the clip. Daryl Strawberry was was running out of the dugout going, let's go. <laughs> Justin, what's your walk off, sir? I want to wish everybody a uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, be safe. Uh, it's a long weekend and uh, look forward to seeing everybody again next week. Uh, it's the end of the year. I mean, uh, hug your loved ones and uh, – Let's get 2020 the hell out of here. Amen. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Justin, remember to pop your head in and take a look at what we got going on heading your way. And if you could send me your address, because I, I have them all, but I don't know what the hell I did with all of them. Will so. do, sir. All right, brother. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. We're going to be back in a Merry flash. Merry Christmas. When we come back, Sean and I will give you our Festivus miracles. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio! You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good morning, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Night two of the NBA gets rolling at 7 p.m. Eastern as most of these teams have not played yet. So it's opening night, part two. Heat versus Magic in Orlando. That game will be available locally on FSFL and the Sun Network. 7.30 Eastern, the Bucks and Celtics are on TNT. Other games of note, Spurs and Grizzlies, Hornets and Cavaliers, Knicks Pacers, Pelicans take on the Raptors, Pistons and Timberwolves, Nuggets and Kings, and at 10 o'clock Eastern, it's the Jazz and the Trailblazers, while at 10.30, the ESPN second half of the NBA national doubleheader concludes with the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns. College football? We've got a doubleheader as well. Louisiana Tech and Georgia Southern on ESPN at 3 o'clock Eastern. And Memphis and FAU, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Top 25 action in college basketball. It all begins 3 p.m. Eastern, FS1, number 22 Xavier against number 13 Creighton. At 3 o'clock Eastern on ESPN2, you've got UCLA at number 25 Oregon. 4.30 Eastern on the Big Ten Network, Rutgers, 11th in the country. They're at number 23, Ohio State. 5 Eastern, SEC Network, South Carolina Upstate, 0-7 on the season. They take on the number 8 ranked Tennessee Vols. Ooh, hide the children, hide the wives. That one's going to get ugly. 6.30 Eastern, Big Ten Network, number 18, Illinois, at Penn State. At 7 o'clock Eastern, FS1 has... The number five Villanova Wildcats at the five and four Marquette Golden Eagles. And that's your armchair quarterback's wake up show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the armchair quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the armchair quarterbacks app. Tap that app today. The Armchair Quarterback's Wake Up Show. The rock and roll of sports talk radio. 
So turn that auto-tune and mumble crap off from the other guys. That? That's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Max, a woman in my section wants to know if we do anything gluten-free. What do I tell her? Tell her she's not allergic to gluten. She's just masking an eating disorder. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. We are on Wednesday, December 23rd, which is, of course, as everybody knows, Festivus. So uh, we're going to continue our uh, Festivus miracles, and then we're going to get into our NFL Power 5 in just a couple of minutes. Sean. Well, I say we go back and forth on these. I was just trying to get Justin's all in before he had to uh, jump off. By the way, uh, kudos to Justin. That was a good one. I, I didn't know where he was going to go on which take of mine that he hates. I had some others. I thought he was going to go back. Just, uh, Sean, I don't think you probably ever heard this one. I probably just need to see if I can find the clip and send it to you. We have a famous one <laughs> where we got in a, like a 10-minute fight over the fact that – do you remember – was it Baylor's women's basketball team that went to the White House? And <laughs> as opposed to, I think it was Baylor's women's basketball team, but the point of the story is they went to the White House during the Trump administration. And as opposed to, it was when they were all on strike. Remember when all the White yeah. House, okay. And as opposed to hiring some chef outside of the White House and getting a nice meal made for him. They got a bunch of like whoppers and uh, Pizza Hut and stuff sitting yeah. over there. He did that a couple times. He had McDonald's for Clemson, right? Like, but a right, but the too, so. right, but the first time was for the women's basketball team, right? And then he and then he mirrored it with Clemson, and I felt like he was just trying to double down on on what he had already done on the bit, yeah, right. He was committing to the bit, right? And so I I was appalled by it, right? And you know that I've voted Trump and have, have supported a lot of his policies, but I thought, I thought it was asinine and who, and, and I think it was one of his, you know, one of his, uh, yes men that came up with the idea and pushed it along. And we had this famous fight where Justin was like, you're getting a free meal at the white house. Why are you complaining? I was like, I said, because, and, and so anyways, it, it's a pretty funny, it's, it's the white house <laughs> for, because I thought he was going to agree with me. So that's why that fight was like legitimately, it was not, it, was, it wasn't like a first take stage fight. Right. It was like, are you serious right now? And he's like, are you serious right now? And I'm like, we're nobody. The whole place is out of order. <laughs> anyways, I thought, I thought that's where he was going to go with it. Or there's a couple other ones, but, um, anyways, what is your first Festivus miracle? for 2020 my first pessimist miracle is i did not think i would ever see a scenario where the new york knicks were the least popular least covered team in the city of new york and i'm going to give you some evidence and some data because here we are okay the new york knicks have not won anything anything really 
since the 1970s. You grew up in the area, so you know better than I do the history of that franchise. Uh, they have not won a first-round playoff series since, I think, 1998. Uh, they've been to the playoffs, right? The Carmelo teams went to the playoffs, but they've not won a series. Yeah, I was well actually at the, ba- at, at the Boston-New York series. It was like, I don't know, eight, ten years ago. I was actually mm-hmm. at game three or whatever the hell it was. I, right. I, I went to the Garden, the Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, sure. I, I remember that one. They have now been supplanted as the most popular and most well-covered team in the New York market by the Brooklyn Nets, who have always been kind of and also ran, right, even when they were in New Jersey. But they're not in New Jersey anymore. They're in Brooklyn, right, mm-hmm. which is a suburb of New York City. So they are now on the list of teams that are in New York below the Nets. Definitely the Rangers, with Lafreniere coming in and an exciting young team, which James Dolan owns, it should be noted. The Islanders, who are plucky and frisky and hardcore hockey fans love them, and the people that live on Long Island, that is their team. They care about that team more than anything else in the world. If if you live on Long Island, you are an Islanders fan. The Yankees, who are always the Yankees, and the Mets, who have a new owner, um, and are, and <laughs> he seemingly has open purse strings and a very, very live microphone in front of his mouth at all times. So the New York Knicks are now at the bottom as the sixth most relevant team in the New York market. I never thought in a million years I would see that. It's fitting for their owner because he's a schmuck. I can't stand him. And here we are. Uh, we're on we're on reboot number, I don't know, nine in the last 15 years of I will say you know, this. resetting if they if they get to winning, it's still a Knicks town. It's not a Nets town. It is, you know. It's it's, it's kind of like when the Clippers were doing well and the Clippers Lakers, Lakers yeah, same thing. Know? Um, it's still number one with the bullet for people who who are not familiar with the area. New York is still a Yankees town more than anything else, so they're the number one covered team. The Mets are gaining a lot of traction, and, and you know, I wake up every morning listen to. New York radio, just because I, yeah. I, I do love the area. I love the city. I don't like what it's become, but that's got nothing to do with the people in the sports team. So I still follow them. Um, no, it's always led with, this is what the Yankees might be doing, right? That's how, that's how I listen yeah. to three shows up there. And I'm telling you, every, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, where we are in the year. That's, that's their thing. But the Mets are starting to gain traction because the Mets fans who've always been silent and always been going, okay, we might be able to sneak in and get a win. Da 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 da. We'll never be able to compete with the Yankee purse strings. Now they got some bravado and going, our guy is richer than your guy. So but Dave, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got to play the Chris Rock. You got to play the Chris Rock. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Can you whoop me? Right, exactly. <laughs> they're walking around like that right now. Yes. And man, it's, we haven't talked about this because I, I know we're doing the Festivus thing today. If the Mets signed DJ LeMayhew out from under the Yankees, <laughs> oh, my God. I might actually have to listen to New York Sports Talk and Radio for a few days. Look, They if, absolutely if George, could. They have the money. If George Springer signs with the Blue Jays, because it, it sounds like it's down to the Blue Jays and the Mets. Yeah. They might go, well, you that's it. We're going to go get our freaking bat from uh, across the – From the Yankees. Yeah, across yep. the sub, uh, subway line. Yankees think, fans love LeMahieu. Love him. And you yeah. and I have known about LeMahieu for years. He's right. been around. Well, he's a fantasy, like, he's been around. Fantasy baseball stud. A fantasy right. baseball super stud. And, but the and thing was, everyone thought – was... It's funny. Everyone always thought it was because he played in Colorado. We found out very quickly no. – they got a steal from Chicago. Him. Whatever he, he wants. Field. He, here's my take on this. 
I'm not a Yankees fan. I just follow the New York market, y'all. But whatever LeMahieu wants, he deserves and you should he's give him get. because he signed yeah. a three-year, $12 million deal with you because everyone doubted his prowess outside of the Colorado Stadium. And he has done yep. nothing but he exceeded expectations. Did I think he was going to do well in New York? Yeah. But I did not think he was going to do what he's done. So a little bit of this has to be kind of payback for underpaying him. He didn't whine. He didn't moan. He didn't go all Ezekiel Elliott about it and say, I need more money. Thanks for the extension. And now I'm the second best uh, running back on my team. No, he went out. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Jones has got to be steaming about that. It's messed up because it's true. He's got to be steaming. I could have used that money to sign Dak Prescott. Now what the hell am I going to (laughs) do? I'm going to have to run a wishbone option with Pollard and Zeke, and I don't know. We're going to have to get rid of uh, Andy Dalton because if he gets hit, he's going to be dead. Um, so, yeah, but, it, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like that take. Um, I didn't know where everyone was going, so I had a bunch of jotted down. So let me go to um, the first one that surprised me. I didn't think – and I know it's a shortened season – I never thought Freddie Freeman would win an MVP because there's always so much bias that goes on in those votes. And it's just like it took forever for Chipper Jones to get an MVP, even though I, I felt like he deserved it two other times in his career. I'm, I'm just very happy that uh, Freddie Freeman got his uh, uh, MVP and got it on his resume. You know, I don't think anyone's noticed this, but not only do we have the human fund, I, I dug around the garage. I found an aluminum pole. <laughs> if you don't know, what, there it is. If y'all, if y'all don't know what that is about Festivus, like you, you should be, you weren't raised right, is all I can tell you. My, <laughs> my wife was sitting on the couch and she, and she was uh, doing some things on her computer. And I jumped up. She goes, "What?" I said, "I've got to find an aluminum pole." She goes, "We don't have any aluminum poles." I said, "We'll just see about that." <laughs> Went rooting around the garage for, and I, I come in with like three minutes later. She's like, where the hell did you get that? I'm like, you forgot that I jerry-rigged the freaking fence this summer so it wouldn't fall down during the monsoons, and this and this is how I prevented our fence from falling over. <laughs> <laughs> Festivus strikes again. What, what's super funny about that story, my across-the-street neighbor does fence work and stuff like that for a living, and I'm sure he was looking at me going, this, what the hell is he doing? Because I was just <laughs> banging these in the ground, had had the fence up against it. It was making sure the damn thing wouldn't move. And uh, six hurricanes later, it's still sitting up there. So <laughs> like five bucks. Must have done must have done something right. Yeah, like five bucks at Home Depot or whatever it was. I got about ten of these things. I put about seven or eight in front of the fence and then clamped them in there. And they're just sitting. I mean, realistically, this is my fence now. The wood is just there for <laughs> for looks. <laughs> I keep saying well, I'm going to go out and spray paint the the steel pole the same color as the fence. And my wife, my wife's like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> Don't do that. What's your next one? My next one is kind of a sad miracle <laughs> because uh, it, it directly relates to my college football team of choice. Uh, but I think it is an absolute miracle what Tom Allen has done at Indiana University. And this is something I didn't see coming this year. It's something that was definitely not on my radar. Um, Indiana has had a few nice moments in the college football program, uh, particularly when they had Antoine Randall-L, uh, which I think was in the early 2000s or late 90s. Um, but Tom Allen has 
Indiana University as currently probably the second or third most relevant program in the Big Ten, which is not something I ever imagined I would be saying at the end of 2020. Of all the surprises we've had this year, good and bad, uh, that man deserves to be commended for what he has built there. He is my coach of the year with absolutely no other votes. He should unanimously be the AP coach of the year, and I probably won't be. Um, Over Northwestern's coach, you think he'll win yeah. it? Really? Yeah, because Pat's I've got Pat's a feeling for, this is why I think Northwestern coach will get it. It is a broadcasting and uh, sports journalism school. So how yeah, many of their time. alums are going to be having Tons. a vote? So that's why Tons. I think he's going to sneak in there. But I'm with you. I I would vote Tom Allen. I would not vote uh, Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, yeah, Fitzgerald. Um, but I just I wonder how that's going to play out. I'll be interested to see because I'm with you. Tom Allen deserves it. I'm surprised his name wasn't circulated in wanting them to go. In other words, like, well, Auburn, I never even heard Tom Allen's name mentioned in the, in the Auburn deal. I don't think he's someone who ever wants to leave that university. I think he wants to be at that university. What Joe Paterno was to Penn state and be there for by everything I've read about him. He is, he's that kind of a man that he just, he's not someone who wants the bigger, better deal. He's, he doesn't care about his career. He cares about building a university's football program from from the grassroots and turning it into a monolith. And he's he's well on his way because man, they were they were darn impressive this year. And you know, say what you want about the Ohio State game. Ohio State beat them. That game's not as close as the final score indicated. Um, he's still got work to do, but um, he's really on the right track. And he, <laughs> as he got pressure on Ohio State's quarterback. With just sending yep. four on, on most occasions. And that is a feat mm -hmm. because Ohio State's got a lot of things that they're usually bad at and it's usually exposed when they get to the playoffs. But the one thing that's never exposed is, is that offensive line. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm nope. with you. Um, my next one is it, um, my, and it's a positive miracle. I'm not making fun of this, but I wanted to do this when Justin was on the show. So I'm a little uh, disappointed we didn't get to this one. Um, while he was on the show, uh, Sarah Fuller scoring a point against a female mm. scoring a point against a power five team. And that power five team happened to be the Tennessee volunteers. So I, I really wanted to kind of grind that in on Jessica. Yeah. You guys scored on my girl. You know how many years I had to listen to a floor state. It's a girl school. It's a girl school because for years, <laughs> for people don't know until, uh, the 1940s, it was an all female school. And right. that's that's why they didn't get a a, a men's uh, college football team until 1947. So they started way behind the pack. What Bobby Bowden was able to do is still astonishing to this day because he shows up and just about 30 years later turns Florida State into a national power, which is unheard of back then. It's a little easier to get it built quicker nowadays for a lot of reasons. But back then, you were going word of mouth. There was no internet. There was no Twitter. You could never start a social media presence to build up your recruits. But, yeah, Sarah Fuller getting a point goes to my uh, my uh, positive miracle. What's your next one? 
Uh, my next positive miracle is uh, directly related to this show. I, it's less of a miracle and more of just something that was a happy coincidence this year. Uh, still it's on a the miracle air? to me that <laughs> no, not that. It's it's a positive miracle to me that I got you to uh, generate a uh, fantasy basketball league for everybody that's involved with the show. Uh, I love basketball. I love the NBA. I mean, I love all sports really in general, but basketball has always been one of my favorite sports to watch. Uh, it's one of the first ones I ever was actually halfway decent at, even though I'm not really good at much of anything except a jump shot. <laughs> and uh, I've played fantasy for, I don't know, about 10 years now. Um, so you cobbling a league together with some guys um, who are affiliated with the show or who played in our fantasy football league was pretty cool. I'll be curious to see how engaged everyone is. Um, I know the fantasy I know the fantasy football engage, engagement was a little bit down this year because uh, you know we didn't put any stakes up given everything that was happening with the pandemic, which probably explains why I'm in the championship game of all three leagues I'm in. <laughs> but at the same time, and by um, the way, I'll be curious to see how basketball goes. By the way, I am glad that we ended up doing the one extra uh, guy on the bench. So there's five man bench as opposed to a tra traditional three or four man bench, because what has stunned me is that for instance, yesterday, Draymond green did not play mm -hmm. and he's got the zero, yep. you know, out you cannot slide him into your IL. You can do that in football. You can do that. I guess you can't do it in baseball. I guess they actually have to go to the IL. But they don't even have an injured or anything like that. They just have, okay, well, he's not playing. And so you kind of get behind the eight ball on that because last night I could have used some points that I could have slid Draymond Green down and, and grabbed someone else. But um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. I thought for sure when the season began, Dray Draymond Green was going to go on the IL. And I wouldn't have drafted him as as high as I did if I didn't know that. But learning process. But yeah, I I mean I'll be interested to see how. I hope it's as engaged as I think it will be. It's because I think the one thing I know it's only an eight man league, but I wanted to get eight people that would pay attention and not get ten or twelve mm -hmm. where you got seven that don't. Like, oh, what <laughs> exactly? <laughs> they got seven guys on the injured list in their lineup. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there I won nine seven did this week. <laughs> so, yeah. There were some fantasy football games this year where I won, and I looked at the guy's lineup, and I was like, "Well, this guy's checked out because look at everybody he's got injured." I don't so, think we have yeah. anyone on here that won't try to compete because uh no. even the ones that aren't big sports i'll tell you what doug is not a an nba guy but i'm telling you within three weeks doug you're gonna see doug's moves you're gonna see doug will be up there competing because doug always competes like he'll, he'll of, of the three fantasy football championship games i'm in i'm playing doug in two of them which is which is not something i'm excited about because doug has good teams he pays attention by the way, before uh, in case I don't re remember, uh, good luck to you this week because I know you said that uh, you you put it on Twitter that you never, uh, I've never, I've not once won a fantasy man, football league. I wish I'm I telling you, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna lose all three. I'm gonna be so sad. It's I'm, gonna be horrible. It's a bad job by me. I I forgot to. Uh, I was gonna record the little clip that Doug said on Monday about you and i was gonna play it but the, sh the gist of it was i mentioned that you had never won one and doug goes and that streak will continue <laughs> <laughs> it probably will it probably will if you beat him you gotta chime in on facebook on monday uh he's, oh, he's, I, oh, he's on from nine to ten you gotta chime in something you know you can either call in or, or just put it on the facebook thing and say gotcha one of the ones one of the ones is going to come down to that Monday night game because I've got Josh Allen. Yeah. So one of the ones we're playing each other in is a uh, lot's going to be riding on that. So we'll, we'll see.
My last one is, well, I'll go ahead and leave that one alone. I was going to say that Jim Harbaugh still has a job, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and say it. It's and I kind of, of want to go with the Marlins making the playoffs, but I think where I'm going to land at is Jalen Hurts being as good as good he's one. been. It's a good one. Uh, granted, it's only a couple of games into his career. But getting the opportunity to play, they finally benched Wentz. He needs to get the hell out of there. It's either he doesn't fit that system or he's terrible, but he doesn't need to be hanging over Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is one of my new fun athletes to watch. So uh, I will stop and watch a Jalen Hurts game before I ever watch a Carson Wentz game. So I don't need to see. Carson Wentz is a broken down version of what, He's trying to be Andrew Luck, and he never will be. That's that's what it reminds me of Carson Wentz. And it's dumbfounding because before he got hurt that one year, he was the MVP favorite. He would have won the MVP. That's how he, he got. Absolutely would have. That's how he got that ridiculous extension that begins. Oh, by the way, next season. <laughs> oh, Eagle fans, that's going to be the death of uh, Jalen Hurts' schedule. I mean, uh, career. Is that he'll have all this talent that he can't show off because they can't go out and sign a wide receiver or an offensive lineman because they're paying they're paying the backup quarterback forty million a year. Oh man. I'll take another first round pick for them if they want Kenny Galladay. <laughs> they already took Darius Slay from us. <laughs> I mean, have Galladay. Because he ain't gonna resign he isn't gonna resign in Detroit. I'm gonna lock you. up I'm gonna lock up uh, a quarterback who's coming off of a knee injury and do it so much into the future where he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks. And right. that will be not, not, not next season, two seasons from now. That's a, <laughs> a, a bold move, we've, Cotton. <laughs> we've, we've, we've had this conversation on the show, but it's that, that move kills me when you've still got a guy under contract for two more years and you tack two years on it, huge money. And it's like, this is a year-to-year league. We see it every year. Now, you know, you need a franchise quarterback, but I, I don't get it, man. I mean, we've, we've seen lots of quarterbacks over the years get shell-shocked just by how much they've been hit and losing their confidence, and some of them never get it back. Like, David Carr was a good quarterback, you know, in, in college. David Klingler was a good quarterback in college, and these guys got murdered in, a, in about 16 to 20 games and it was over, like it was gone, just like that. You know, who knows if Joe Burrow is going to come back and going to be the same guy? Because by all by all accounts, that knee injury is way worse than was initially reported. Who knows if he's, you know, how how trigger shy are you going to be when when you just got your leg amputated in the pocket and you're playing for a franchise that's never been able to keep offensive linemen except for one dude. One dude's in the Hall of Fame, Anthony Munoz. That's it. They the rest of the time, they've had to, crappy offensive lines. Number one with the bullet, Cincinnati has got to make a commitment to that offensive line this offseason. They have yep. to. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, that'll do that. Uh, let me hear your uh, top five, uh, your uh, power five in the NFL. All right. I will go from five to one. <laughs> My number five last week was the Los Angeles Rams. Boy, did that age poorly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Hell, they were my number wah, two or wah, three. Wah. I, don't, I don't remember where I had them, but I had them up higher than five. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. So you're at uh, – my five is the Titans. What's your four? 
My my number five was the Titans as well, so I oh. didn't say it. My number four, my number four is still the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm not drawing anything from a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are going to come up in these rankings again uh, later. Um, I, I still need to see Drew Brees get get a little bit of air under the ball. I, I was a little encouraged. He threw a nice deep ball late in that game to Emmanuel Sanders. Um, so for all the for all the noodle arm Chad Pennington Southern jokes that I've made about his arm. Uh, that was a good sign that he threw a 40-yard bullet, you know, and threw a nice downfield pass to Jared Cook. So they're my number four is the New Orleans Saints. My number four is the Seattle Seahawks. I do not have the Saints Ooh. in mind because with Michael Thomas being on the IR and they are expecting him to be back by the playoffs, but if he's not, that that big concern for the Saints and what we've talked about with uh, Drew Brees, I'll take my chances with Russell Wilson over Drew Brees at, at this stage in, in their career. What's your number three? My number three is the Buffalo Bills, um, who are still, I think, the most legitimate threat to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs if they don't lay a dud in that in that opening weekend, um, which is, you know, they, if things hold the way they are right now, they might end up playing the Colts in Buffalo, and that is a dangerous game for them because that's a team that can rush four down linemen um, try and keep Josh Allen in the pocket. So we'll see. And a team that can definitely score points on their defense. But for now, Buffalo is my number three. Love the way they're playing. Uh, I was going to say number three, but my number three will now be a tie between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the uh, Clemson Tigers. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd both kick the crap out of the Titans and the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll go with Buffalo. What's your number two? My number two is Green Bay. Um, they're the class of the NFC right now. Um, and I think the most logical choice to end up representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle the Titans this week. They haven't really played someone that's at their level in, in quite a while. Yeah. I mean, the last it's it's been a minute since they played I'm someone just, who's on their level. So we'll see. You know, I'm a tie-hard Titans fan. I'm, I'm cringing. <clears throat> At them not at Tennessee not being able to get any pressure on Aaron Rodgers and him just torching our secondary. So I'm looking at you, Derrick Henry. I mean, we're talking about 35 carries this weekend, buddy. Just, it's got to be. You better yeah, eat your wings, man. You better start carb loading right now. Is all I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got Green Bay too, and obviously Kansas City my is my one. Why is Kansas? Yeah, City? Kansas City's number one in a walk. Yeah, right and now. I just I don't know about you, but I feel like. Their defense is not elite, but it's good enough. And in this day and age where the NFL rules favor the offense, it's going to be really hard to keep up with them, especially pre-Super Bowl, because they're going to have a huge home field advantage. They're letting fans in the stands, and there's talk about they're actually expanding that come playoff time. Yeah. So, especially with the – hell, the vaccine by that time will be about a month in, right? So, yeah. uh, and by then we, we should have the Johnson and Johnson, uh, uh, jab as they're calling it, uh, right around that time period too. So it's going to be hard to beat them in Kansas city. I think Kansas city's first game is probably going to be against the Tennessee Titans. And we saw how they did last year and the Titans were supposed to go out there and try to get a pass rush and they're, they tried, but it failed miserably. Jadavion Clowney. <laughs> And, Boy, that looks like money flushed down the toilet, doesn't it? Yeah, and the cat from uh, Atlanta. Um, his um, 
His name's escaping me. The uh, outside rusher. Mick Beasley. Beasley. Yeah. Mick Beasley. Beasley. Yeah, they let him go, didn't they? Yeah. He ended up in Oakland. He, he was that with bad. the Raiders. I don't. I don't know yeah. if this is just like freaking, you know, quarantine weight getting put on him. They're not any good. Or what? But both of them have been terrible. <laughs> and these are two guys that were drafted fairly high just a few years ago. So, uh, it's both gone down the crapper. So, I think I think the Titans are going to do it the old fashioned way and draft some dudes and get some yep. young hungry guys. Seems like it. There. Um, so there you go with that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, the NBA is back. We'll be back in a flash. The armchair quarterbacks. We're going to give some, uh, predictions because Sean wasn't here the other day. So he's going to give us predictions on all of his NBA conference finals, Eastern conference finals, Western conference finals, the semis, the championship, the whole nine yards. You say your name right, right now. Denise. Say it right. Denise. Correctly. Denise. Right. Denise. Right. Denise. That's better. (sighs) Thank you. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infinium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. Okay, uh, I've noticed that Antonio Brown has found yet another sucker to take him on. Um, God knows we've we've already done Pittsburgh's dirty laundry. Uh, I'm curious about one thing. Do you think that he'd be welcomed back as easily in the league if he were going back to Bill uh, uh, Belichick and the Patriots? Uh, in other words, do you think that he'd be welcome as welcome back if you were going to make New England a better team or if he's going back to Tom Brady? Armchair. Are you looking for the perfect gift for any sports fan or just looking to add some stuff to your own man cave? Then head on in to MVP Collectibles at the St. Augustine Outlets Mall. They carry Seminoles, Gators, Bulldogs, Canes, Longhorns, Bama, Buckeyes, Wolverines, Vols, you name it. They have Patriots, Jaguars, Titans, Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, whoever you're looking for. Yankees, Red Sox, Cardinals, Braves, whoever you like. The best selection you'll ever find for the sports fan that thinks they have it all. That's MVP Collectibles in the St. Augustine Outlets Mall. Suite 245, right across from the food court in the St. Augustine Outlets Mall. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6. Get your man cave popping today at MVP Collectibles. We are the Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. In a little cabaret, in a South Texas border town. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing full-stop-making lane-change signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmers Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Now, A.A. Ron, where are you? Where is A.A. Ron right now? No A.A. Ron, huh? Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, A.A. Ron. Here. Why didn't you answer me the first time I said it, huh? Huh? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking you. I said it like four times. So why didn't you say it the first time I said A.A. Ron? Because it's pronounced Aaron. Son of a 
Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Um, I know I'm like a little kid sometimes. Well, hell, sometimes, most of the time. Uh, but I can't wait for y'all to see this thing tomorrow. <laughs> it's just, it is too funny. I'm looking at it now. I want to I wanna share it right now, but... I said I was going to wait till tomorrow because it's Christmas Eve and it's kind of the theme of the sh- of the show tomorrow. So I'll wait till tomorrow. But it's 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 really funny um, and kind of cool in the same way. Uh, Sean, the NBA began last night ish. We only yeah, had two did. games. I hate when they do that. Look, it, oh, let opening night be several games, right? Because <laughs> not everybody cares about the Brooklyn Nets, right? <laughs> so, not everybody. I I would have liked to have had an Look, last night, okay, I'm going to give you an example. Here locally, I can watch the the Magic and the Heat tonight at 7, but the Celtics uh, Bucks are going to be on at 7.30. Right. So I'm more likely to, to flip over to that. There's not a – let me see. Had it jotted down for the what's happening. Uh, time always prevents me from doing that, but – yeah, the, yeah, these bowl games tonight. Just, I just don't care about them. The <laughs> RNL Carriers Bowl in New Orleans, Louisiana Tech, and Georgia Southern, and Memphis versus FAU. I want my confidence picks to win, but I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not going to be doubling <laughs> down with you know Uncle Knuckles and you know let me put fifty on the skinny on this one. I don't know. Um, so I'm probably going to be trying to watch. I would have loved to watch that Dallas Phoenix game, but my God, they're not starting until ten thirty tonight. It's <laughs> pretty late. Jesus, why did they start that junk? By the way, they started this thing that I noticed they did it last night too, where the game started at seven, and then the next one started mm-hmm. at ten. Okay, yeah. So it's three hours in between when they used to always be two and a half hours. That is not going to be good for ratings. <laughs> it's not going to be good for ratings. They should, and we're going to too. We're going to start doing these games earlier, guys. We're going to start putting them at six thirty, maybe even six o'clock next year. And here we are. We're doing ten thirty tonight. Is the first ESPN game? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I would have loved to have seen a little bit of Luka Doncic, and you know, Phoenix has a good team, you know, for that right as well, but. Anyways, I'm curious to see where you're going with your predictions. I already did mine with Matt on Friday. I'll just kind of echo them. But um, where are you going for your Eastern Conference semifinals this year? So my Eastern, you mean Eastern Conference finals, or you want me to pick the final four? We did the final four for each. Did the final four? Okay. So um, I'm going to put the Nets against the, we'll just say the Celtics. Um, cause I just picked four teams, but I didn't rank them in any specific order. Um, I'll say Nets versus Celtics, and then I'm going to go heat versus bucks. Um, I think we're going to get the Nets and the bucks eventually in the conference finals. Um, the team that I think could monkey wrench the East, if anyone monkey wrenches it is Philadelphia. Um, I still think Philadelphia has a move to make. I don't think they're going to, uh, take a gamble on James Harden, even though they've been reported, as one of his trade destinations. I don't think they have any interest in that. Um, but if Ben Simmons stays healthy um, and they go up a level, I, I really like the way they can score. I'm still not convinced that they're going to be able to defend it, but if they get a healthy 70-some-odd games out of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid together, they're going to be really hard to score bulk points against. Um, that would be my favorite Eastern Conference final, would be if we get Sixers-Nets. But I think we're going to get Bucks Nets, and I think the Nets are the best team in the Eastern Conference. I don't, I don't see how you stop 
as deep as they are. And and I don't know that everybody watched the game last night, but just having KD and Kyrie back healthy, and if they both play even 60 games, that's going to be enough. Um, that's devastating in and of its own right. But this team goes about nine to 10 players deep with professional NBA players who can wreck you on a given night. Um, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, DeAndre Jordan, Torian Prince, Landry Shamit. They've got dudes and crazy depth. Um, and they may just run away with the East. It's entirely possible. So I think I essentially had the same. I don't have it in front of me. I'm pretty sure I had Nets, Celtics, Heat, and Bucks. And I'm, okay. I'm trying to remember who – I feel like Matt had a different – uh, fourth team, but I don't remember who it was now that I, I have it written down somewhere, but I, I, uh, it's not in front of me. So I can't think of who his fourth team was, but I've got either that or only thing different with us was the seating, but you can't really predict the seating. Who, who are your final four in the West? Okay. So Clippers, Lakers, the Dallas Mavericks, um, who, you know, have, have my dark horse pick to win the MVP. Cause I don't think they're going to give it to Davis. I don't think there's any way the writers are going to give it to Giannis again, unless he just does, unless he goes up even higher in statistics. And then my fourth team is kind of a surprise. Uh, my fourth team in the West is the Phoenix Suns. Um, someone kind of crashes the semifinal party in the West pretty much every year. A couple years ago, it was Portland. Um, last year, you know, a lot of people didn't expect Denver to make it as far as they did. Someone seems to always kind of sneak in and be that fourth team. Um, so Clippers, Lakers, Nugget, or I'm sorry, Clippers, Lakers, Mavericks, and the Phoenix Suns. I think Denver takes a little bit of a step back. Um, and I don't know, they might be a hardened destination. There's been a lot of reporting about that, which would be <laughs> interesting to say the least. Um, if he thinks the nightlife is, is interesting in Atlanta, he should, he should see some of the gentlemen's clubs in Denver. Um, but it's going to be Clippers Lakers for me. I, I think we're going to get what we actually thought we were going to get last year. It'll be Clippers Lakers at the end. And I'm going to take the Lakers to win the Western conference unless they suffer an injury, right? Unless LeBron is out or unless Anthony Davis is out. Um, they're deeper, uh, than they were last year when they won it all. Um, and I, I, they're just the team to be in the whole league in my estimation, but I think it'll be interesting to say the least. Uh, what I ended up with is I've got the nuggets beating the bucks for the finals. So yeah. I took, so I, I, I took the nuggets to, uh, beat out the Lakers in the, in the conference championship. And then I believe what I had was golden state getting beat by the Lakers and the nuggets. I think I had the Clippers. I don't think I had another off the wall one. I think it was. I just, man, I don't believe in the Clippers anymore. Uh, it's the whole PG-13 thing where I just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a leader. I don't think he's got that dog in him. And I think Denver Nuggets, I said this uh, Friday, but you'll get it. You'll get the analogy. I They remind me so much of the young 2004-ish or 2003-ish uh, Detroit Pistons teams. Right, mm -hmm. that there wasn't one main star, but as a collective group, they were really hard to beat. Boston sure. reminds me the same way, and I think Denver is just a step in front of Boston this year. So I've got Denver beating the Bucks because I think when it's all said and done, I don't want to put my money on the Bucks because unless they make a big trade, Giannis wins the MVP probably again this year, right? 
he's not the most complete player in the NBA. You you can force him nope. to his weaknesses. He is a great regular season player, but he's got to quit looking around at anyone else but himself. He's got to develop a more complete game before the Bucks can win it all. But I just feel like I almost went Denver versus Miami, to be honest with you. But I almost wonder if there might be some regression by Miami this year. So it's there, possible. So there you have that. Um, and got a couple of minutes to get into the, into the NFL uh, playoff chase. So we'll bounce back over into that. Before we get into the actual chase, I got a question for you. The Detroit yes. Lions are sitting at five and nine. So if we're looking at the playoffs uh, scenario, let's see, they're 10th in the Eastern Conference. I don't have a complete of the entire, um, the entire NFL in front of me. But they've got to be somewhere around the top 10 of picking this year. Somewhere <laughs> they might be just outside because there's a lot of teams that are four and ten, five and nine. But the question is, where do you see them going with that first pick? What position are they most likely to? Is it quarterback because they're of an aging Stafford? Is it line or do are they seeing Stafford as the long term answer? So he's going to be there another four or five years, or do they think he's on his way out the door? I think so much depends on who they bring in to the front office. There was a big report yesterday um, that, and this was somewhat taken out of context, but someone asked Arthur Blank um, about Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, and he had said something to the effect of, you know, I'm going to give the GM full autonomy to make roster decisions that he thinks are prudent to move this franchise forward, was basically the quote. And that, of course, got aggregated into new GM has the authority to get rid of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones if he so desires which is how clickbait works and everybody knows it. That's fine. Um, I can't think of a year. There have been lots of years where coaches, there have been head coach openings. I've seen that there may be as many as 10 teams that are getting a new quarterback next season, depending on right where the chips fall. That I can't recall ever seeing a number that high in a single offseason. 10 to 12 teams that would have a brand new starting quarterback. Because if the Falcons move on from Matt Ryan, and the Lions move on from Matt Stafford. We know the 49ers are probably going to go in a new direction. You've got the teams at the bottom of the draft that are going to draft a quarterback. It, it doesn't take you long to get to 10 to 12. I hope they don't move on from Stafford. I would love to see him actually have some success in that jersey, and I think he's a guy who cares about that sort of thing, finishing what you started with the team that drafted you. He has you know, three beautiful girls. He lives in Michigan. His wife is, <laughs> his wife has had an interesting relationship, shall we say, with the state of Michigan's <laughs> governmental protocols this year. She's, she's gone viral on more than a few occasions. Uh, Kelly is not, Kelly's not someone who uh, bites her lip at all. And, and I admire her for that. So I hope he finishes what he started. Um, if they decide to move on from him, I, I hope it's somewhere that he can win. I hope it's somewhere that he can win right away. You know, he would be a logical, you know, you give him the Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Holy cow. I mean, you know, what could they put together? Right. You know, if Dallas decides they want to, I think they're going to franchise Dak. I don't think there's any question they're going to move on, but um, with Dak as their quarterback, but is, if Jerry is, suddenly is Stafford gets religion, a uh, unrestricted free agent, He's got he's got two years left on okay. his deal, but this coming you're talking about season, via trade, right? This well, I mean, they can waive him. He has a twelve million dollar dead cap hit. He's owed thirty two, 
this next coming season. So there's like two years and like, I think 46 million left on his deal. Um, but this coming off season is the year that Detroit can get out of his contract and eat basically a third of it against the cap if they wanted to do so. Or you're not going to, you know, nobody trades. There's so few trades in the NFL because why would you take on someone else's money when if they're in financial peril, they're just going to put them on the street and you can sign them anyways. Why give them an asset to do that if you have to extend the guy anyways and give him three years and 60 million? So teams just aren't as likely to do that. I hope he gets a chance to win in Detroit. I mean, the Ford family let Bob Quinn sign all these expatriates guys, maybe actually bring someone in and see if we can coach them up, <laughs> you know, before we cut bait on all of them. Cause you've already paid them. They've already got their guaranteed money. Jamie Collins has his guaranteed money. Uh, Vitae that we signed from Philly already has his guaranteed money. The offensive guard, like maybe bring someone in, bring a coach in um, who can change the culture and maybe see what we've got with Stafford there. It, it's going to be a very, very long off season for lions fans because he'll be until, 30. He'll be 33 next season. So. He'll be 33 next year. So he's definitely in his twilight, but three, I mean, you I'd saw some three of those. To four, I'd say three to four more years, he, he could still have something going on there, you know? Some of those throws he made in the Titans game, and I know people broke it down where he did the one throw where he was looking to the right and he threw this way. He's been doing that his whole career. I mean, that's who he is. He has, he has some of the most insane arm talent of any quarterback that's ever come out, um, but he's never been on a winning team. Just like, and Mark just like Calvin. Wright still just like couldn't Barry's win team. with him. Right, and Mark Wright still didn't win with him. So I hope they keep him and build, but if they decide to move on and just blow things up, you can't question that decision either. And they're not going to be the only franchise in that scenario. Right down where you are, they're you know, just up the road in Jacksonville. Um, you know, they're 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 gonna draft a quarterback, it seems like, which is something they've done before, but what does he have around him? That's the question. Uh we're gonna have to move on pretty quickly. Um, but the playoff chase we've already done the afc so let's look at the nfc real quick chicago has to win out and have the cardinals i think probably lose out or at least mm -hmm. get the rams and bucks to lose out the cardinals might only have to lose one they'd be tied for conference records it really is going to come down to that goofy rule where you, you know common opponents winning percentage and yeah but your gut feeling right now, do the Bears have a prayer in hell of uh, making I mean, the Bears? Yeah, the Bears have a prayer if they don't drop the ball in Jacksonville this weekend. But you have to count on the Cardinals losing to San Francisco this week to give you some life. And looking at the Cardinals, you know, stretch down the road, I, I just don't see a game that I can guarantee they're going to lose. I think they win this week against San Francisco. Um, and then they go at the Rams. And it's going to be a I great mean, that's game. A, that, that's going to be a great game. That's going to be something really fun to watch. I haven't uh, analyzed the Bears' schedule. I'm going to pull it up really quick. What are their final? What are their final? I mean, well, two they're games? in Jacksonville this week, so you'd think Jacksonville's going to tank, and then they played the 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 Home. Packers. But the Packers who may have nothing to play for. Right. That's the thing. They might they might play them a first half. I was talking about this with Doug on Monday. I said, look, if I'm the Bears in that game. Dude, I grind that clock in the first half like you wouldn't believe. I mean, every single play <laughs> is going down to one second before I snap it because I'm trying to get to halftime with a chance to win that game when they, you know they're going to pull Aaron Rodgers, and then you go in there and just beat the hell out of Hundley. You know? as, as, a, as a Lions fan, I'm going to pray to the gods for this really quick. Please, please let Chicago make the playoffs sneak in 
with Mitchell Trubisky at their quarterback. And please give Matt Nagy three more years and Mitchell Trubisky three more years at 60 million. Please just, just make it. It'll make me so happy. I'd love it so much. What if they go in there and they, and then they pull off the upset against the saints in the Superdome and everyone believes, believes the fools go gold. And then they probably would go ahead and do the, if they if they bought Please. the fool's gold. They, oh, are you kidding me? The Bucks, I'll oh, tell you, the, 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 the Bucks are in the best shape. They've got a cakewalk their last two games. They play at Detroit this week, and then they've got Atlanta next week. So two teams that don't really want to win because because what are you benefiting mm-hmm. from? Um, in the, your the heart, Lions, the Lions want to lose so bad that their entire coaching staff is apparently in the contact tracing program right now. So I don't even know who's going to coach him on Sunday. It might be a 14-year-old from the Detroit area who's going to just <laughs> be doing stuff from Madden. He's going to be running play-action rollouts and doing engage eight on defense every down. <laughs> Who knows? So, okay, yeah, the so Bucks, let's, go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and get to wrapping up this show. To Festivus Miracle! <laughs> Welcome, newcomers. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins... With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You, Kruger, my son tells me your company stinks. Uh, so I, I did that backwards. Earlier, that's the clip I should have played. I've, I've got it mismarked. And then the, the one I should have played right now would have, is the one I accidentally hit the earlier was the, uh, you know, Festivus isn't over till somebody pins me. So... Uh, Sean, we only got a couple of minutes, but what's a topic that you're like, McGee's always wrong as hell about this and damn it. Uh, you know, what is like, what's he drinking in the morning? So what do you have that you're like, what are you thinking? The only one I could come up with. Um, and I, I struggled to come up with anything that we disagree about that vehemently. Oh yeah. Um, right. I, <laughs> <laughs> I give you three beers. Well, I bet seven things come to mind. <laughs> On on the list is the one thing I will mention that we disagree about often um, is something that I don't think is that important, but you and I certainly talk about it a lot. Ratings. So I'll give I'll give a quick one. Uh, you have taken me to task and pinned me multiple times about the way ratings are calculated and the way ratings are viewed in the modern media. That the NBA's ratings are here and Major League Baseball's ratings are here, and it's because that information is being delivered by you know the source, right? right? They have an agenda for rating them that way. Right. I personally think I personally think the reason that I disagree with you is because I think the system of calculating ratings is completely flawed and entirely directed upon the person who's delivering that information and what agenda it is they want to provide. I think a lot of people that watch NBA basketball watch it the way I watch it. They watch it through streaming and through League Pass, which the last I checked is pretty hard to rate. You know, rating. No, that's how they rate from- a lot of these things. I mean, that's how the the uh, MLB ratings are calculated. Because if not, you wouldn't be able to get it. Because so many. What what ESPN compare? This has always been my issue. They compare their Monday night baseball game between the Seattle Mariners versus the angels because they wanted to get freaking uh mike trout on the tv they compare that with the wednesday night basketball game that might have lebron james versus luka donkovich right and so it's unfair because most baseball fans watch their baseball team religiously right yep 
We don't and wa- nothing else. I don't watch the damn ESPN broadcast. First of all, your broadcaster sucks, so maybe that's got something to do with it. But then also, when it comes to basketball, most fans don't watch their team night in and night out. I know you probably do with the Pistons, but you're a rarity. <laughs> even not, the, not for long, man. <laughs> even guys that swear up and down that they're huge basketball fans, they watch the they watch one maybe two. NBA games a week during the season, right. and it's the TNT game of the week, right? Right. Baseball fans watch their team religiously because it's just it's just it's just what you do in the summer, you know. So I get it, but that's why I always say be be careful of the source because ESPN's got their agenda, and I never hear MLB Network pound their chest about how great their ratings are, yeah. but they should. They really should. They just don't because. They would have to be taking into consideration a lot of other things. We have got to get running. Uh, I've got something I have to do at the top of the hour. So real quick, here we go. Uh, Turn back time. Where the hell are you? Um, Here we go. (laughs) That is not turn back time. So uh, (laughs) I'm in the wrong thing. Here we go. Real quick. On this date, 1997. Phil Jackson is the quickest to 500 wins in 682 games. And I still say, I was I had this big rant, but I don't have time. I still say the most overrated coach in the history of professional sports. Because he was gifted Michael Jordan. He was gifted Kobe Bryant. Yes, he had success with both. Oh, and by the way, Shaquille O'Neal, Scottie Pippen. I don't know if you ever heard of them. And everyone wanted to laud him about how many... What, he did not build and continued success like the way Red Auerbach did. He did not. He did not invent something like the way Pat Riley did. He won multiple championships because he had the best players. And when you have that in, in baseball, I'm sorry, in basketball, I'm sorry, but it's a really easy sport to win championships in. Birthdays. It's your Jack Ham is 72 years old. Jack Ham. For those people who don't know Jack Ham. Shame on you. Pittsburgh Steelers. Shame still, on you. Yeah. Steel Curtain, four-time Super Bowl champion, eight-time Pro Bowl, six-time All-Pro first team. One of the best players there, are, there is. And uh, also on today, I had, had to bring this up, Jim Harbaugh. He's 57 years He's a 57 years old today. What's your walk-off, sir? We got to get running. Yeah, my walk off is happy holidays to everyone. Um, please have a have a great Christmas. Remember what it's for. It's not about capitalism. It's about family um, and spending time together. And I hope you all enjoy the basketball, the football, and everything to come. Have a great Christmas, Sean. Uh, give me your uh, address, and uh, we'll we'll have that being sent uh, on your way. Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. (laughs) Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. Can I get another cigarette, please?
downloaded it yet your armchair quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today google android apple iphone that's right download it tap that app today you can take the armchair quarterbacks app anywhere free to download free to use and important to have download it today tap that armchair quarterbacks app the best in southeast sports talk listen live or catch the replay i kind of like that i want to tap that 